and welcome to another episode of Adventure They Wrote Short Rest. I am Jason, your producer. I also play Max the Goblin Detective, and I am happy to be joined by Ashley Warren, and we are going to be talking about the Uncaged Anthology. I got it right this time. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So I bought Uncaged, uh, I think the first or second day that it was out, but uh, can you please tell us and our listeners a little bit about what Uncaged is all about? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for your support of the anthology. Yes. So Uncaged is a collection of adventures for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition that retell and kind of subvert tropes around female mythological creatures uh, from folklore and legend across the world. So each adventure focuses on a specific creature, monster, or character from mythology or folklore, and it kind of puts a new spin on, on their story. And yeah, it's an epic collection. All of our creators come from around the world, and it's, it's a pretty special project. How did this project start? So I had the idea for a couple of just one-shot adventures that each focused on a female creature. I really wanted to write a story about Medusa. And I just kind of never, I just never got around to it. I was busy with other projects and it was this idea that I just kind of get out of my head. I just thought it was, I feel like D&D was such a perfect vessel for this kind of an idea because the stories are, are already so participatory and you can really delve into um, and reinvent existing stories. And so I kept kind of coming back to this idea of maybe doing like a trilogy or maybe doing like a collection that I would just, you know, write and produce myself. And then I shared the idea on Twitter and it totally took off. And then I knew instantly, I was like, there's no reason for me to do this project by myself. This would be made way better by having, you know, a big group of participants. And so I just kind of informally put out a call for submissions and then the response was just like utterly overwhelming. And I feel like my email inbox is like still recovering months later from from just like the, the torrent of, of submissions that I received. And it just kind of took off from there. And then I had originally planned for it to just be a one volume anthology. I had no idea that it would become a multi-volume collection, but I wanted to have more people involved then have to restrict it and keep it to this arbitrary page limit, especially through DM skills, since we can publish pretty much as many pages as we want for any sort of you know content. That there was no reason to to limit it. So other than just you know giving myself a lot more work, but yeah, so it all started with just a, a simple tweet, and it escalated from there. That's so cool. Like I really dig how the community really. Um, jumps in and uh, for the most part, like both feet, they just jump in and they support all of these really cool projects. Um, I am not a writer. I, I like to make things with, with sound, but I, one of my favorite things to do is just go on DMs guild and like scroll through the, the hottest items list. And uh, so it's really cool to see all of this really neat stuff. And, uh, with you saying that there are going to be volumes two, three, and four, what does that schedule look like for you guys? It's pretty rigorous. 
we have all of the content already. So when I put out a call to submissions, we had about a month and a half where I was actually just collecting ideas. So they only people only needed to submit the, their, their concept for the adventure. Then they had about uh, two months to write a draft and then another month to play test it. So we actually have all of the content ready to go for all four volumes. It's just a matter of um, editing and doing the layout and getting all the marketing ready to go. So our scheduled release plan right now is to release one a month. So we are on schedule to release the second volume in April, and then we have one for May and one for June. The only thing that makes that a little bit complicated is that we're also releasing a print edition for each volume, and that can kind of affect the schedule a little bit. But other than that, it's it goes pretty smoothly because we have so many people involved. It's a lot of work to wrangle, you know, like 100 contributors. But for the most part, we have we have a really good system in place that makes it easier. We have clear deadlines, we have a team of editors, and we have um, a pretty good process that, that makes it easy for us to kind of put, put this all together on a fairly short timeline. But it's been six months in the making. So it's not oh, like for we're sure. doing this, you know, <laughs> like right now. So um, it's been it's been quite a long process. So at this point, we're just kind of ready to to produce them and, and get them out into the world. Right. What does the editing process for a hundred submissions look like? Yeah, so each volume has between 20 and 25 adventures. So we just go one volume at a time. And we have, I think we have 17 editors and proofreaders on board. So that makes it easy because we can kind of just divvy up each volume to to the to that group. So right now we're actually vol- or editing volume two. And I think each editor has like two, two to three modules that they edit. Then we give it back to the writers to revise. And, and then we do another pass through and then it goes into layout. And then we do another round of proofreading. So it's kind of a multi-stage process. And we try to do as much as we can before we get to layout. But of course, there's always plenty of proofreading and, and minor fixes to make after that. So um, just doing a little bit at a time, really. That's awesome. Are, were there any surprises once you started putting all of this stuff together? It was more, I mean, I already knew what all of the adventures would be about, but it was really kind of cool to see them all included in in one book because I hadn't really seen them all kind of as part of one one project, even though I knew like kind of what all the similar themes were and and how they would all kind of connect in one one volume. But it was really cool just to see the similarities, but also the differences. Like each adventure has its own tone, its own style. Um, and it's it's cool to see how so many different kinds of writers and artists can come together around one central idea, but still keep their own unique voice. So I would say that that was probably the biggest surprise was just like, to me, it's like indicative of the whole RPG community. Like these are the voices that kind of, to me, represent the future of RPGs. And it's really cool to just see how we can maintain the integrity of good adventure design, but also kind of push, push the limits of it a little bit. So yeah, that was not so much a surprise, but something that was kind of a cool revelation. Yeah, that's really cool. And speaking of having writers and artists working together, how did you match up the different artists with the different stories? Everyone involved is a volunteer. I mean, we we get compensated through revenue share, but everyone who came on board for the project did so just because they wanted to be involved. So when it came to the artists, I basically gave them a list of like, here's all the creatures that people are going to be writing about in the anthology. Which ones are you most interested in? And which ones would you want to illustrate? So it was kind of, I wanted to make sure that the artists were excited about 
what they wanted to create. And it wasn't just an assignment for me, but we also tried to prioritize creating original art based off of characters where we couldn't easily find stock art. So a lot of the book is filled with other types of illustrations that we've paid for through the RPG community, just like stock art from um, drive through RPG or DMs Guild. But most of it is, or a lot of it is original art created specifically for the anthology. But when it comes to finding stock art, some creatures are way more readily available than others. For instance, um, finding like creatures from Western mythology is usually a bit easier than finding creatures from, you know, legends from around the world. So we wanted to make sure that each each piece had a really interesting um, illustration to accompany with it. So it was really just a matter of letting the artists find inspiration where they wanted to, and then just matching that with the adventures that we really wanted to, you know, illuminate. And the... I think the, I think surprising is the wrong word, but the exciting part about this anthology was how quickly it reached platinum status on DMs Guild, but just the general vibe around the popularity of it. How did that feel getting that massive amount of positive feedback? It is still kind of unreal to me. I mean, I, the the project has gotten such a welcome and loving response from the community from its inception. So I had a feeling that it, the actual volume would go over well, but I still feel like I was totally unprepared for how like just incredible the response has been. And I think that's in part because we have such a large group of creators, like they are able to share this project with all of their networks and all of their friends. And so we've really been able to just get the word out in a really efficient way. But I think it also just, it it feels a need for what the community wants. The community wants stories written by diverse creators. It wants stories that take things that are familiar and traditional and you know, put a new spin on it. That's what like pretty much all RPGs do in some capacity. So I think it was just kind of a perfect storm for us that it was just good timing. It's we're able to use platforms like DMs Guild along with social media to really spread the word about the project without having to do a lot of, you know, actual like marketing effort. Like we we do a little bit of that, but most of it's just through word of mouth because people are excited to talk about it and just making it a group effort to just share it with the people that we think will will get the most out of it. And I think it's, it's helpful that it is an anthology. So there's just a lot of content. And I think for DMs, I know like when I DM, it's nice to have a lot of resources available in my personal collection and to have books that you can revisit over and over again. And you can use the encounters in different ways. You can put them into your existing campaigns or um, use them just as one-shot adventures. So I think it's just like a handy resource. But um, yeah, I think just a mix of all of those. But I think it speaks to how much people are eager for this type of content. So in retrospect, I'm really glad that we decided to do four volumes because people want more. And that's exciting to to be able to tell them that there is more coming. I think that it, it kind of reflects the greater pop culture uh, renaissance uh, that we're experiencing right now with so many more diverse things going out than just the the standard issue superhero or whatever things. There's so many more diverse things to be able to consume. And uh, we're seeing that all of that is it has become remarkably popular. And uh, so I dig it. Yeah, I think I mean, I know just from my personal experience that I, I love d and I love RPGs. 
I probably would have gotten into all of these hobbies earlier if I had seen something like Uncaged because I would have known that there are other creators like me who who had an interest in the same kinds of stories that I wanted to see, you know, actually told. So I think it's it's kind of a mix of timing, but also I think a lot of people, including many of the creators involved in the project, like have been waiting their whole lives for the opportunity to see these kinds of stories play out in the gaming industry, in film and television. So I think it was just kind of a matter of time, but it is nice to see that this is kind of a wave across pop culture that we're seeing different types of people being reflected as heroes and and their stories being uh, told in, in new and exciting ways. And I think that that's, to me, that's the strength of the whole Uncaged project is just that we have such a diverse group of, of creators from and that's, I mean, that's diverse in every sense of the word. Just it, We have creators of all ages. They're literally based all over the world from Turkey and Japan and Australia, um, different genders and sexual identity. And it's just, I think that that's like such a strength of our project and also reflective of just general geekery. Like that's, people have been geeks for decades and it's not just, that's not just unique to like, you know, men, male culture. So um, yeah, I'm glad sure. that our project has been able to kind of help with that. Absolutely. In the first volume, which is your favorite adventure? You know, I'm asked that all the time, and I feel as a producer that it's hard for me to pick favorites. Not because, I mean, I just think that each adventure is special in its own way. So, I don't know, I always kind of am drawn toward adventures based off of which which uh, creatures they spotlight. But I don't know, I can't, I don't really want to say what my favorite is because it doesn't really, I don't know, they're like all my little babies. <laughs> so I don't really want to like pick a favorite child, I guess. But I would say, I would rather say like certain adventures that I think are really interesting and unique that I like to mention just because I think that they really put a spin on um, just RPG storytelling. And uh, one in particular is actually our only tier four adventure in the anthology it's called The Tale of Two Sphinxes. And it's just a really interesting one-shot adventure. It's puzzle-based, but in a really unconventional way. And I always just, I think of how challenging it is to write a high level adventure that also is like this interesting puzzle that also deals with kind of difficult themes about like trauma, um, but also does it in like a fun and interesting way. So um, I would, I just like to, you know, maybe highlight that one as, as a really unique and interesting adventure. That's really cool. I had a Monday night group uh, a couple years ago and one of the adventures that we ran was a Medusa themed adventure. And now that I have the anthology and have been looking through it, it makes me want to go back and kind of revisit that adventure that we played before with this new style. I dig it. Yeah, that sounds so fun. And what's fun about the whole collection in general is that we didn't necessarily want to make these creatures like the heroes. Like it's okay for a character to still be evil. Like it's okay if your story still has Medusa, who's like a villain um, or a monster, but we just wanted to like explore why these creatures are called monsters, are called villains, are called evil, especially creatures like, like hags or harpies. Like that has a lot of kind of like gendered implications there. So it's not that I, I I'm, I like that the anthology doesn't shy away from keeping the monsters monstrous. It's just that it kind of explores their origins and makes you think a little bit about like, okay, well, why are we going into this dungeon and just like killing this creature? Is it just because like someone told us to, is it because they're legitimately evil? So that's what I think is fun just about RPGs in general is that you can make any creature, whatever you want it to be at your gaming table. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I really 
man, I can't say enough about how excited I am that this exists. And um, is there anything else that you would like to tell our audience about um, the upcoming project? Just that it's going to be really awesome. And Samantha Darcy did the cover for our first volume. She's also the cover artist for all four volumes. So it'll be a really nice, beautiful collection when it's all complete. And if people are interested in getting updates, they can go to my website, which is ashleywarrenwrites.com slash uncaged. And that's where you'll also be notified when the print editions are available. So um, yeah, I think that that's about it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for talking with us about all of this stuff. Thank you so much for having me. It was it was great to, to share the project. Once again, I would like to say a huge thank you to Ashley Warren for joining us on the show and talking to us about the Uncaged Anthology Volume 1. You can find it on the DMs Guild. It's $14.95. It is currently sitting at the platinum level. It has mithril and adamantine to go. And to put that into a little bit of perspective... There are only 13 adamantine bestsellers, only 82 mithril bestsellers, and only 231 platinum bestsellers of all the things that are available on DMs Guild. So that's pretty impressive. And I think that it, again, speaks to the awesomeness of this project. And I'm excited to see what volume two that's coming out this month. I'm excited to see what that includes. Next month, we have volume three. June, we'll have volume four. It's going to be awesome. Also, the pictures from the hardbound copies, like the actual like printed copies of the Uncaged Anthology have come out, and they look fantastic. So if you haven't purchased it yet, go check it out. No pressure, but go check it out. Now, you may be asking yourself, but Jason, what's going on with the story side of Adventure They Wrote? And to that, I say... You're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. Next week, we are going to present the first half of our episode zero, which is basically how the Waterdeep Detective Agency met and their first little adventure together. It was a pretty long recording session. It was our first time sitting down and actually playing together. So we split it in half and we're going to be presenting that over the next couple of weeks, which will give us time to get season two all working and good and ready to go. So lots to look forward to in our D&D podcasting adventure as we go forward. As always, I would love to say thank you to you for listening. It means a lot that we have so many really awesome listeners. We really appreciate all the feedback. Rating us wherever you get your podcast is also really important because it helps the visibility of the show. So if you would do that, we would really appreciate it. And as usual, I want to say thank you to Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. They let us use all of their sounds and sound effects and music for free, and we really appreciate it. So Check them out. If you have any tabletop gaming needs, you can probably find music to fit at tabletopaudio.com. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned next week for more mystery. <laughs>